Hey, hiring managers. Reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64% of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer. If your workers don't come back, Snagajob is here to help. Use snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours. You'll save 25% each month with promo code podcast. Start hiring at snagajob.com today. What's up, everybody? This is Scott Yeager here with another edition of Challenge Mania. This episode is brought to you by Challenge Mania Live Philadelphia. That's right. We are coming to the city of brotherly love for the very first time at the Punchline Comedy Club on Sunday. That's right. Sunday, not our typical Saturday. Sunday, October 13th. It is a 2 p.m. meet and greet, 4 p.m. live show. Tickets for both are still available at challengemania.live. Here is who we will be joined by. That's right. It will be Tony time at the Punchline in Philadelphia because Tony Reigns making his triumphant return to the challenge world on stage with me and D also joined by Anissa Ferreira and just added Miss Kayla Casillas so a great lineup Philadelphia if you are in the area the Northeast if you are anywhere around Pennsylvania on Sunday October 13th trust me it's a show you're not going to want to miss all right you didn't come for me you came for D we're going to get to D in a moment but this is one of those intros that doesn't have D on it because what we're doing is we are going to hit you with last week's war room where we were joined by none other than Black Zeus himself his words, not mine, Marlon Williams. That's right. We sometimes will have guests come on with us after the episodes and break them down with us over at patreon.com slash That's where we bring you the war room. Minutes after the episode of War of the Worlds 2 goes off the air, D and I connect on here. We start getting live questions from our patrons, and we answer them live on the podcast. That's right. We're getting questions coming in as we're going. We keep refreshing. We keep answering those questions. And last week, we were joined by none other than Marlon Williams, who you know from Real World Portland, who you know from Rivals 2, where he was a finalist with Jordan, who has been one of the featured cast members on this season in episodes one and two. Not so much in last week's episode, but we'll get to that. Um, and Marlon is somebody who I think from a, for a while there was a forgotten member of the challenge community, but he has been training hard, doing a little bodybuilding, as I said, known in that world as Black Zeus. If you have not seen him, check out his Instagram, check out his Twitter. The guy trains like an absolute monster. He looks fantastic. And I will go as so far to say is that in the last year, him coming on Challenge Mania, him joining us in Austin, Texas with that great Challenge Mania live in February, I think he's back on the Challenge radar. I know he, he is when it comes to you guys, the maniacs out there. And I think the Challenge gods, the MTV gods are onto it as well. He's such a dynamic personality. Um, he is definitely do not judge a book by his cover. Uh, he is one of those, those people who the longer you talk to him, the more you learn about him. He's just a fascinating guy. And he is in it to win it, folks, because he has been watching this season of the Challenge, studying it like a hawk. I think scouting some of these people, hoping... And and wondering if he'll be able to take them on in future seasons, but he's been doing his own thing on YouTube, doing reviews of these episodes. So when I saw him doing that, I said, Marlon, you got to come on and join us in the war room. So, this episode ran last week over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. If you become a maniac level patron, you get these podcasts. They go up the same night as the challenge airs. Now, what you normally get here on the iTunes feed are our long form interviews with cast members of past, present and future. Uh, we were supposed to have Josh Martinez in this slot. I am told he is still coming to us. If not today, tomorrow, if not tomorrow, then the next day you've heard the spiel before me, boss. Whenever we get him, we will be posting that podcast. I promise you, but we wanted to get you something to 
sink your teeth into, to sink your earbuds into this week in the middle of the week here. We know you, know you guys are getting pumped for tonight's episode. So uh, to give you something to listen to, I know if you're a patron, you have heard this before. So apologies for that. But you guys get a brand new war room in just a few hours after episode four hits the air. Once that's done, you guys will be getting a new war room tonight. So you got nothing to complain about. Or maybe you do. I don't know. That's up to you to decide. Uh, I mentioned Challenge Mania Live Philly. You know the deal with that. We're also coming to Chicago, D's hometown, returning for the roast of Mark Long. Meet and greet, already sold out. That's right. Only GA tickets available to that, unless, of course, you win one of our DraftKings contests or something like that, and that way you can get into that meet and greet. Other than that, it's sold out, but GA is still available. We implore you to get tickets for the show. It's going to be a great show. We're going to roast Mark Long. If you don't know what a roast is, you can Google the Alec Baldwin roast that uh, just aired on Comedy Central this past Sunday. We might not get that dirty, uh, but uh, we will have some fun at the expense of Mr. Mark Long, of course, in the spirit of honoring him as well. We're going to give him his Challenge Mania Hall of Fame ring. It's a really fun weekend to be in Chicago. WWE coming with four shows that weekend. SmackDown on Friday. NXT War Games on Saturday. Sunday, of course, Survivor Series. Monday, Raw. Um, I'll be skipping out on Sunday morning, so going to miss Survivor Series, but might be checking out SmackDown. I think we're definitely checking out uh, War Games on Saturday night, so feel free to grab tickets to that. They are not too pricey, especially if you go on the old uh, hub of the stubs um, or check out Ticketmaster as well. Uh, tickets are readily available for most of those shows. Survivor Series can get pretty expensive, but um, NXT and uh, SmackDown, particularly if you don't mind sitting in the 200 level, you can get uh, really cheap uh, seats. It'd be cool. Maybe get a group together, group of maniacs. Come check out that show. We'll be going right there after the live show at uh, Chicago Improv. So just so you guys know, Sometimes you expect after parties for these things. We do them when we can. We will be hitting that show, NXT War Games. So if you want, let's turn the All-State Arena into the after party. Why don't you guys all go and get tickets to that? After that show, Saturday, December 21st. Now, we were going to announce this when he came on the podcast, but who knows when that'll happen. I want to get the word out. Joining us and Nani Gonzalez at the Miami Improv on Saturday, December 21st, is hopefully our next guest on Challenge Mania, Mr. Josh Martinez, big brother winner, and someone who is taking War of the Worlds 2 by storm. As you will hear in this episode of The War Room, Marlon, Derek, and myself break down that massive move that him and Laurel pulled last week, sending home Weston Bergman, arguably one of, if not the favorite for this season after his performance on War of the Worlds 1, coming up just short in that final here, but now seeing the stacked team that he's a part of, um, you gotta think Wes was one of the favorites here, and he is gone week three. So following the suit of War of the Worlds 1, where we saw these heavy hitters start to go home left and right early on with Ashley, Bananas, and Zach, go home very early. We already have Weston Bergman going home in episode three here at the hands of Laurel Stuckey and Josh Martinez. So Josh Martinez will be with us at the Miami Improv. That's right. He's a Miami guy. He will be there. Nani Gonzalez, Josh Martinez, more guests to be announced. Tickets for that, of course, as well at challengemania.live. Now, that is our last show of 2019. We're going to come out the gate 2020. We're going to hit the ground running. I'm hoping we have at least eight shows, if not more, on the calendar for 2020. And we already have one of them booked. It is WrestleMania weekend in Tampa, Florida. And I just talked to the Tampa Improv where we will be on Saturday, April 4th. And I asked him, you know, how early would you be cool with putting tickets on sale? Because I know people are going to start looking at travel, booking hotels, booking flights. I know people like to have their tickets locked in before they do so. And seeing as it is WrestleMania weekend, you got so much stuff going on with the WrestleMania 
WrestleMania and the NXT and the Raw and the SmackDown, the WrestleCon and all the indie shows in the house. The travel gets expensive the closer you get to the weekend. So they said, how about mid-November? So you guys have been asking, around mid-November, we will be putting tickets on sale for that. As far as guests, obviously those will begin to formulate as we get closer to April. However, I have spoken to my man, Hunter Brian Barfield, who does not live too far from Tampa. And I think if he is around, if he's not off filming something somewhere, he will be joining us at the Tampa Improv. So that is a way well in advance sort of pseudo guest announcement. Don't hold us to it because we are almost a year out from Tampa. But I have started putting feelers out and uh, Hunter Brian Barfield hopefully will be uh, hanging out with us come Tampa on April 4th. So all those shows. Guys, bookmark the page. We just started doing this. It took us a year to figure it out. All the ticket pages, you can get to them all at once. And we update the flyers there when we can, when we add guests to all of them and stuff like that. So a one-stop shop for all the live show info, challengemania.live. All right. Quick update for our Fantasy Football League. Of course, we do a charity Fantasy Football League with our patrons over at patreon.com slash challenge mania. All right. In first place with a 2-0 record is... Toe Tappin' Tony time. That is a uh, aptly named team, seeing as we will see Tony and Alyssa, of course, at the uh, Punchline Comedy Club in Philly on October 13th. Breeze Nuts, <laughs> that Popcorn Muscles and uh, Kissing Cousins and Cheeky Punts also have uh, 2-0 records. That's the uh, first through fifth place teams over in our Fantasy Football League. And we are in 12th place. We have an 0-2 record, but so do uh, looks like four other teams. So we're in 12th place, Scott and D. Uh, of course, all the money from this league goes to the charity of choice for the team that wins, and we throw in some other prizes as well, some VIP packages for some live shows, some uh, Challenge Mania swag packs, I believe 500 level, we'll be contributing some gift cards, really cool stuff over there, just some of the perks you get when you're a Challenge Mania patron, patreon.com slash Challenge Mania, head over there today, we do giveaways almost every single week, we have you guys on the podcast from time to time on Meet the Patrons, and you get what you are about to hear right now, except you get it immediately after the episode airs, so without further ado, we were joined by Mr. Black Zeus Fit, that's right, he's at Black Zeus fit on instagram on twitter you can follow him there if like i said you want to check out his photos and see how just damn good he is looking these days mr marlon williams um he is someone who i would love to see on a future challenge and like i said he's now watching the challenge every week i have a feeling i know he enjoys the show too but i have a feeling it's a little bit of scouting involved so here is our candid chat with mr marlon williams taking your war room questions this was recorded minutes after episode three got done airing last week on MTV, we went into the war room with Black Zeus himself. Here it is. Without further ado, if you want more of this, patreon.com slash challenge mania. And hopefully we will be going right to the source and getting you Mr. Martinez soon. Uh, and uh, lots of fun guests on the horizon. I talked to Frank Sweeney. I think he'll be coming on in a week or two as well. So, guys, thanks a lot. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Shot of Jaeger, on Instagram at Scott of Jaeger. You know he is at Derek MTV on all platforms. Marlon at Black Zoo's Fit on all platforms. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to the Maniacs. We can't wait to see you in Philly on October 13th. All right, here we go. What's, What's up? Going on? What's up, Black Zeus? Not much, yo. Did y'all? I'm pretty sure y'all watched the show. Obviously, we well, we had to watch the show, or else we hey, can't man. do we can't do hey, this man. show. We can't do this show, and we can't do Dude, this that, show if you didn't watch it. You watched it too, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Well, I, let's get right back. Let's just get right into it. So, Marlon, right, don't be scared, bro. Don't I, uh, be scared. I got the idea to to have you come on because I saw that you're doing your own. I think like video style reviews of the episodes every week. You've been doing that on your own. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I like to have fun with it. You know, talk my little bit of trash or whatnot, being on the outside looking in. But yeah, no, nah, definitely give, give give my little recap. I love it. I love it. You know, I feel like last, uh, was the last year now? Yeah, it was last year. We had you on the podcast, which I think got people talking about you again. And I think a lot of people getting reintroduced to you, seeing that new physique that you've gotten since you were last on the show, now following you and your, uh, your power fitness regime and whatnot. Then of course you come out to hang out with us in Austin. I feel like you're back on the radar of MTV and the challenge gods. And I think that what you're doing now, Getting out there, talking a little trash on your own, coming into the war room with us tonight. I think it's a good idea. Um, so I'm happy that you're doing it, brother. Welcome. Ah, man, I appreciate it, man. No, definitely doing the uh, interview with you guys definitely put me back in the buzz. Uh, obviously, going out and meeting you guys in Austin, uh, I mean, like, I guess that one little event has definitely changed a lot of a lot of opportunities in my way. So appreciate you guys for having me on. Nice, dude. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming back on. It's, uh, it's always nice to have a fellow competitor with your physique on because we rarely get, uh, back to back physiques like this, Scott. Who are you nice. including? You're including, uh, Idris, who we spoke to yeah. yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, he's then- like a boxer though. Like, I mean, uh, uh, I think he's got like a, he's got like a fight coming up here soon, I think. Yeah, he fought on Saturday. He won. Um, yeah. And then the week before that, we had Joss on. So I think like, I'm pretty sure Ah, that like to come on Challenge Mania now, uh, if you have a body fat percentage of over like a seven, I don't think you can come on Challenge Mania, uh, at, at this point. I think I'd be out. Then I'd be out. You're out. Well, no, we're, we're grandfathered in. Wait, wait, first of all, I don't even, I've never even checked mine. No. So we're grandfathered in D. That's why we host the show. We bring on the guests to bring the average down that's what nice. we do yeah okay um, i see so before we get into this awesome ass episode because it's funny you know we scheduled you we didn't know this was going to be a banger like it like it was oh my um, god what have been your thoughts on this season so far um i i think i think that uh a few of the rule changes that they made i think were pivotal because um uh, with the cast that they, they, they brought in, a few people might have been able to skate their way to a final, but with the rule changes of being able to switch sides, right? Um, having the tribunal be more of a free for all pick, like, yo, they, they're expecting a lot of heads to turn. And I think it's about to get real crazy going forward. Cause there's, there's really no more teams. It's going to be a free for all going forward. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 we saw it today. We saw like the lines drawn. Not just on both sides of the teams, but on both sides of the house, the entire house. That's what one of the meetings was actually about was, all right, this, they, they, they fact checked everybody with that, that meeting after the, um, after the, after the game, after the game, last night after the game, they fact checked everybody. They said, all right, who wants to vote Jawson? Uh, who wants to vote Theo in? And right there, they knew that Theo's side of the house was X, Y, and Z, or A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then uh, Joss's side was um, 
you know, a, a different a different side. There was it was like seven to five or something. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UK teams, like okay, you talking about UK teams, right? Like it's definitely split both. Down. Well, no, it's okay. both because because oh, oh, even when the Americans, because Americans, okay, I forgot, it, I forgot. Yeah, because USA yep. did have a they, they had a vote too, and it was just like dang, split down the middle. It was mm-hmm. a trick. It was a trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever called it, it was a trick, and then. Um, you, you get what, what I'm saying, Scott? Yeah. Am no, I, I, mean, I you No, know, you are. And I think what's been cool about this season, and I don't know if this is just everybody kind of being aware of this or whether they kind of block them together and, and kind of, uh, you know, influence them to have scenes like this. But in this episode, in this season so far, there's been these great like sort of team-wide meeting, meetings and deliberations and whatnot. In this episode alone, you have it where it's like, you know, there's like half of the team, if not the whole team, are in a bedroom kind of talking everything out. So even not even just in the tribunal, you're getting these kind of, you know, very like, you know, these jury sort of, you know, changing of the guard moments. And you have them hanging out in the bedroom and stuff like that. So I think that what you're saying about, you know, watching the team dynamics on unfold and kind of crumble in this episode um was was very interesting is that what you're saying d yeah uh, uh, well what i'm saying is like you may not have seen it but from someone that's played the game with these guys for for a very long time and knows sort of like their tricks and their sneaky ways um their vote in that in that house or that that vote um that they took when johnny sort of held it was just it was for nothing it was for nothing because it was it was it was for josh to sort of see, or it was for Johnny, basically, and whoever's on Johnny's side and whoever caught this, um, to see where everybody stands. That's it. And, That's and, all and, it was. And, and, and if you're on, if you're on Joss's side, okay, those are the Americans in the, on the American team that are on Joss's side, right? And the people that voted for Theo to go in, um, they're on Joss's side, right? And the people that oh, voted, sure. and the people that voted for Joss to go in, um, aren't exactly. And they're no, no, no. telling Josh that, so they're basically saying both sides are saying you should vote for. Well, whoever called the team meeting was like, "All right, we got the numbers. We need to do this in front of Josh so he can decide who to put in." You know what I mean? And and it's sort of like, you know, showed everyone's cards. Everyone's cards just went up right there. You know, and because no, you, that, that, I think that's the only reason they even allowed him to be the speaker, because it was like, I think I think USA, the U.S. team knew that whoever they were going to pick next was going to divide the team. So they put it on Josh so he could be the scapegoat because they knew he was going to get emotional. And like the funny thing is, it's like I, I think the Rogan, like the Rogan and the Theo thing, like I don't, I'm trying to figure out how Josh didn't, didn't, didn't get wind of that before he made his vote, because like now. Now he could have he could have leveraged that in his favor because the the him picking West I feel like as epic as it was I don't think that was his best shot I think he could have played on the on the on the UK's rivalry because they're split between Theo and 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 uh, um, Theo and Rogan now I think he could have played that out and kept the kept the target off of his back uh, because when he picked West now he made himself the next the next guy to go in. He made well, himself the target for the next thing, and and he completely missed an opportunity I, to not have to do that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think that. I don't necessarily think that. You don't think I so? Th- no, no, because at that point, um, the numbers may still be on 
all of the West haters side, right? Because basically all the West haters are like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, get this guy out of here. Great move. You know? Because, so, so the majority could be Laurel, Josh, just add them to, you know, Johnny, uh, and, and whoever, all the people that Johnny has on his side, exactly, Jordan. Leroy. Oh yeah. See, CTO play both sides, but I'm just saying, there you go. Zach, no, Zach's not on Johnny's side because Zach went, um, Zach did not vote Wes. So there you go. There's another, you know, someone that showed their card. But my thing is, I think, I think, I think, I think, uh, Zach only did that because if you notice whenever Josh was in the room, uh, Zach didn't say shit. Yeah. Even though when they were in the tribunal, Zach, Zach and Loracle set Josh up to say, Hey, you don't necessarily have to pick Theo. You have other options to pick. And then when Josh was in the room basically saying that they didn't say shit. So I don't, I don't, I don't really know where Zach's card is right now. I think he's flying under the radar waiting for his chance to really pick a side. Yeah. Well, you know, the mic drop moment came with Laurel. She, there oh, she goes again, fucking taking the, taking the bull by the horns and really just like, you know, some of the things that, you know, Wes is saying, and this is kind of how he is. You know what I mean? Idiot. You know, this, um, I just don't like that word. You know what I mean? Like calling people idiots, this person, an idiot, what else they say? He yeah. just said a bunch of things and he said that in front of Laurel and she just doesn't like that sort of, you know, mentality. It's belittling. Ex- yeah. Yes. Yes. And she don't like that shit. Anyway, go ahead, Scott. No, I was going to say a lot of people giving Laurel the credit for this thing as much as Josh is the one who was the uh, the mouthpiece there. <clears throat> Laurel's the one who put it in his ear. Laurel's the one who obviously ends up being that second vote. Um, and Laurel's the one who, you know, claims she was in there. She was pretending to be sleeping. That's, she gives Josh the information that really puts him over the edge. Uh, do you think that this was really Laurel's play and it was disguised as a Josh move? And, and Marlon might be right that Josh might be the one who feels the effects of this going forward because he gets seen as this loose cannon, this wild card. Got to get him out before he does this to me. Is Laurel the puppeteer here? Is she really the one who is more instrumental in getting Wes sent home in this episode than Josh was? A hundred percent. I I I think a hundred percent. Because she like she literally I mean between her and Zach in the tribunal when they were when they were interviewing Bear, they li- literally alley ooped the whole fact of like Joshua, you don't necessarily have to vote Theo. Because he was like, I think there's other options, and if Theo comes back, then the, then the target's going to be on our back. And they agreed with him. And then when they were in the room, she pretended to be asleep. She orchestrated this from the jump to put Josh on the chopping block. But I do think it was a, a it was a play. She sees an opportunity to get West out of the out of the um, out of the the house because I think she wants to be top dog. I think she wants to be the top political motivator behind the scenes which is normally Wes's place, but she can't do that if Wes is there. So she took that opportunity to be like, look, I'm getting him out of here without throwing any shade to anybody else and making Josh the scapegoat, 100%. I don't think that she wants to be. I just think she is. I just think she's, I just think she is a, a boss without like wanting to be a boss, you know? I think she's sort of like, I don't know. I've seen both sides of her. You know what I mean? So I've seen. You don't think that she has like a twinkle 
in her eye in every single interview slash like you know side conversation she's had yeah. this season. I feel like she is just think about it. why would she why would she tell Josh? This is my thing. Why would she tell Josh? Don't tell anybody. She was like, if we do this, you cannot tell anybody. And then she goes and tells Johnny. And then she goes and tells Johnny because she of know what? Because she knew this is who I'm going to get the most points from for orchestrating exactly. this. I can't let Johnny think he willed this to be. I can't let Johnny not know that I have my hands in this because Josh is going to be the one who gets the flashy speech during the thing. I need Johnny Bananas to know that I was the one pulling the strings because this is going to affect Johnny in a way where he's going to be on cloud nine after this. He's going to want to work with whoever did this and now Laurel's going to reap the benefits not just Josh, if Josh at all. Um, Let's go and just recap the episode real quick. Han, you're just going to recap the episode after that and not give me a rebuttal on well, that? We can get back, we can get back to that. Are you kidding me? Alright, you want, like, well, make sure you get back to it because, you know, here, go, on, ahead, on, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Just on the flip side, on the flip side, you cannot go into any place with this many strong personalities and leaders and go, um, and go, and be on such a power trip where you're like, basically, these people are my coworkers, alright? And this person is fired. He's the lowest man on the totem pole. And I don't know what other words he used there and think it's going to like go over well with anybody. Because if you're calling this guy just a number at some point, you, you, every person in that room is just going to be a number. Yeah. So it's like, if you're calling this dude just a number and he's expendable and just like that, he's, he's fired. Like he's his boss. Like, you don't think the other people in the room are like, damn, this dude is like, like on a, on another level of like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Wes made a lot of, Wes from day one made a lot of very miscalculated moves, especially when you're winning, you're on the winning squad, your, 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 your politics and your game doesn't have to be that strong that at that, that point in the game, you're winning. Ride that roller coaster out as long as you can and let everybody else play their cards. And then you jump in and start politicking. He, he showed his hand too early. He got caught and his back was against the wall. And like, ultimately, you know, he got sent home. And, and it's just like, it just blows my mind to hear people just like, you know, mastermind this, mastermind that. It, he does this so many seasons. I've seen him do this where he shoots himself in the foot. Because he can't just like shut up. You know what I mean? Like you're a strong player. You're a good player. Hold yourself humbly accountable as being a good, strong, humble, leader, modest player. And, you know, he knows about himself. You know, he, he said it tonight. He said, I'm too cocky, whatever. And like when you're that loud and too proud, like it, 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 it rubs people the wrong way. So it's like, it's just a, a, a bad game tactic because you don't know how many people are on Josh's side. You know what I mean? It's like, you did, you didn't calculate through and through. Like the people in power, you rub the people in power the wrong way to vote somebody else out. You know, True. not even thinking that you're like, I, I, I'm I, like, how is he not thinking that he's expendable at that point? He's literally getting into the, to a fight with a guy that's, um, in power. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe he thought he had, you know, Laurel's number, and maybe he thought he had. Um, he thought he had Josh's number. He, he, he well, really and, thought he had Josh's number, and he well, did not. Well, look, he all he needed was two out of three. But but why ruffle those feathers? Yeah, true. I wouldn't have ruffled it either. No. But he. Mm. I mean, isn't the real thing here that I mean, you probably uh, we don't know. We're not in the house. We don't know if they just elected not to show these conversations. You got to imagine nobody assumed that people were going to take a shot at their own team this early. You know, that seems like something that's probably off the board at this point. Nobody had even talked about doing it. And then right out the gate, not only are you doing it, you're throwing in one of your stronger players from a mental and physical standpoint. I mean, just last week, you had a swimming challenge where he was probably the guy that won it for you. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I think maybe everybody, Wes included, had their guards down going into this going forward probably not so much um i just want to get the semantics out of the way of the stuff we saw at the beginning of this episode the second half was so loaded with all the politics that i doubt we even talk about it but this daily challenge that they do at the beginning i thought i was talking to Lindsay about it was one of the more interesting ones i've seen in a while with the locks and with having to get the flag pieces out of there um a lot of interesting things there and then it ends up being a um you know, Theo cheats and they end up getting disqualified. The UK team actually wins. Ironically, in a weird way, this episode comes full circle because the UK team, quote unquote, wins this challenge, but then gets disqualified. So I guess the US team wins. But guess what? The US team ends up throwing in their own person who goes home and the UK team in a roundabout way ends up winning this whole episode. So very weird parallels there between the daily challenge and the end of this episode and the elimination. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that and whether Theo cheating individually should have had the effect it had on the team? I heard some people on Twitter saying maybe that Theo should have been disqualified individually. How did you feel that uh, TJ handled that? And how do you think cheating like that should be handled in a team format like this? Uh, that's tough just because, like, I mean, obviously, like, I look at it just from a competitive standpoint. Like, I, I don't. I couldn't really tell, like, by the camera angles if he did it on purpose or if it was just one of those things that just happens and you go, you roll with it. I would say from an overall perspective, I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I would not have isolated Theo out and just disqualified him just because, I mean, there's probably what? There were 16 sticks in there. So, I mean, you couldn't just take that one stick and say that that was the defining moment for the whole team, especially when it's time-based. Um, so, I mean, I, I think TJ did the right thing for the overall picture. I mean, and in the end, it really didn't matter anyway because the outcome wasn't even about the U.K. team. It was about the U.S. team. Um, so, so, yeah, Juan, D, you? so, so here's uh, so here's what I caught because, yeah, and we'll find out whenever we have our guest on Challenge Mania what really happened and transpired inside that, that, roll, that roll, Rolagon or whatever the hell it was. Um, I, I thought the same thing too. Like, what? Like, were they just holding on to it so fucking hard, you know, to that's stay by it that you just like ripped it off and you go, that's an accident, you know? But and then and then in the clip you actually do see so, or hear someone saying, um, and I thought it was Idris, but I guess maybe it was Theo um, on second look that um, uh, that they, he ripped it off and said this thing just came off or something like that or I ripped it I off. Think that was Id- I think it was, I think that was Idris. I- and it was. And so uh, maybe it was Idris, but at the end, just like Scott said, they showed Theo ripping it off. And then, so which made me wonder. Well, Theo in the interview admits to having ripped it off. 
Well, did okay. you notice anything else about all the interviews? What? They were all like, yeah, we cheated. Yeah, yeah, so we cheated. Yeah, there was oh, like... Okay. Yeah, it was kind of like, uh-huh. it was, it And there was, was like, two locks. And TJ brought, TJ brought two locks, not just one. Oh, right, yep. So it's like, well, how you going to... How are you gonna put it on Theo when we only saw him pull one lock? But there was, but you pulled two broken locks out of the thing. So I'm like, eh, was it the locks or were they purposely cheating? You know it, what I mean? Yeah. It, and then you know when he brought out the locks, I just thought he brought out one that was like, uh, that was like you know worked, and then one that was like broken. You know, I didn't really catch you know the significance. Like I thought he was just saying, look, here's what one looks like that's locked. Here's one one that looks like that's busted open, but you might be right as the as we as we continue investigating, maybe they just ripped the rope off of whatever you, you know. Maybe they untied it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but in the end, you know, with all the interviews, if you guys go back and look and listen, about three, four, five of them just like you know, with a smile on their face, admit that they cheated. You know, like oh well. They weren't like that asshole fucking. They weren't remorseful at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh? Um, That's a good observation. I didn't even. I didn't didn't catch that. Yep, yep. So Mm -hmm. this leads to, uh, as we mentioned, Josh and Laurel and Zach becoming the uh, tribunal. There, they end up. uh, The UK team ends up putting in Bear. Bear just ruffles way too many feathers on that end. There's the two alliances. There's the Bear and the Theo side, and then of course there's the uh, the Joss and the Rogan, the Jogan side, and then you have this altercation he gets into with D at the table. Uh, Bear gets put in. and then we do see a secondary argument with Team UK with Rogan and Theo really getting into it. Uh, we see who I described as my favorite on camera security guard of all time. This guy who looked like, I don't know, just like a more jacked up action Bronson, uh, standing in between these guys <laughs> about for the, for this fight to about to go down. You hear every curse word in the books. And I think it was like a nice study for like what gets bleeped and what doesn't because Theo called Rogan a word that got bleeped and I I told her what I thought the word was, and I was right. And she goes, oh, no, I think it was this word. And then, like, five seconds later, Rogan uses her word, and it doesn't get bleeped. And I'm like, yeah. see, they don't bleep that one. Um, okay, so, so what's the so the word was definitely <laughs> right? I'm not going to say that word because, as I mentioned, yeah. coming out of American voices, it just doesn't have the ring to it. But clearly, right. they it don't it even let uh, – But what's interesting is didn't they – did they bleep it when Wes said it in the trailer? No, right? No, they didn't. So they let Wes say it in the trailer, but they bleeped it when Theo said it, which to me, I think when an but American says it. I think because he said it, the F word before it. Oh, uh, maybe that's what it was. So they bleeped the whole thing. Either yeah. way, it was a lesson in uh, in cursing. Um, and you see where the uh, lines are drawn there, and clearly a line in the sand. You don't know, is Theo going to get put in? You know, is this the time to get a, to take a shot at Rogan, to take a shot at Joss, to take a shot at Theo? Meanwhile, Team US is in more disarray than Team UK is because Josh is over there planning with Laurel to take uh, to cut the head off of that two-headed snake and get rid of Wes. So um, Theo gets off scot-free here, I think, and does Team UK miss out an opportunity – I mean, does Team U.S. here miss out on an opportunity to guarantee that a strong player goes home? Because when Team U.K. elects to throw in Bear, 
who although, yes, he's very polarizing, he starts a lot of arguments, sure, he's very good. So chances are he wins, and even if he doesn't, you get rid of Bear. So they elect to take out West, but man, this could have been a, a Bear versus Theo, a Bear versus Kyle, a Bear versus Rogan, a Bear versus Joss. They go with West. Um, was this a wasted opportunity by the U.S. team in that regard? Oh, I think 100%. I think 100%, because like, my thing is this, you just lost one of your, one of you, U.S. just lost one of their best players based off of emotional decision, right? Whereas UK, they were at the point of breaking and literally being split in half between the, you know, Rogan and Theo. If they would have sent one of them home, then that would have been, that, that, that right there alone would have caused that team to implode. Especially if it would have been Theo. If it would have been Theo, they would have lost one of the biggest players. That's one less person that you have to worry about in the final. Then that gives you that gives you even more of an upper hand, and the challenge is the guarantee that you're actually going to continue winning. But I mean, I, I think they I think they completely missed that. And two, Josh could have kept the target off of his back if he would have picked the UK player, and still could have got back at West later on down the road because Laurel and Johnny would have worked together anyway to get him out of there. But yeah, yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, and, and and it's hard to say because if someone is literally saying you're next, this motherfucker is rode off. You know, like I it, just don't see Wes. I don't see I, this version of Wes does not want to go into an elimination round, right? Yeah, yeah. So right, he does not want oh, to go yeah. into an elimination round, right? Yeah. But the prop the problem there is 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 spooked the entire US. Right, but the entire U.S. team is more concerned with getting rid of U.K. strong players than yeah. they are getting rid of Josh. Yep. So, so that's and that's where my head would have been at is like, yeah, he could have hated West, know that West was coming for him, but West did not have anybody on his side. No one was on West's side. They were just buying time because they knew that one U.S. was winning. They didn't have to worry about sending their own people in, and they were just buying time because Wes already shot himself in the foot week one, and Josh was completely missing that. Yeah, I I just think that he was tired of. I think a lot of a lot of people kind of came into play into this into play into making Josh's decision. Clearly, we see Cam and Ashley pushing and pushing and pushing. You know. Where do you stand? I just think this was a, a, a situation where they really needed to figure out where Josh stood and no one knew. And then in the end, you know, still no one knew because, you know, it, it, it wasn't he didn't do what everyone wanted him to do. He did what he thought was best for his game of survival. Right. Let me get past, you know, the this this next one, you know, so it's like. I think it was a risky move, obviously, but I think he was like, I have to, you know, I have to play my game, you know? Yeah, maybe I'm going to piss off seven people, but either way I do it, I'm going to piss off seven people. It's like there's so many people on that team still that it's still half and half. So whatever decision he makes, he's going to piss off the other side because you got one side saying put Jocelyn, you got one side saying put Theo in. And then you got uh, that one side saying, you need to do this. We put you in that position of power to do that. And then you got West being like, yeah, don't be a fucking, don't be a turncoat, you know, uh, you, you know, in jest. I probably, you know, don't, don't turn on us. Stick with what the team's saying. 
And then he's like, well, you know, he, he's probably got Johnny's side or Bear's side um, or Theo's side in Josh's ear, too, you know, saying like, come on, man, why are you going to throw Theo in, man? We got we got 10, 10 people that got your back. If you go the other way, come on. You think so? Wait, wait, wait. You think you you think that Josh, because obviously I don't think anybody has seen this, but do you think low key Josh may be working with some of the people on the UK side? Not maybe, Georgia, maybe Georgia. But I think Georgia, I literally think Georgia is just, I don't, I, I think Georgia is just using him. As, yeah, as, no, as I, that might be bro, true. Bro, listen, if you're on the low key, low key, you got that whole UK team being like, bro, don't do it. Go somewhere else. We'll look out for you. We're going to make these decisions too. We'll okay. look out for you. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, so in the end, like he has 10 UK people saying, Josh, don't vote our best players in. I mean, come on. We'll look out for you. If you vote, if you do vote our best players in, you're basically going to piss off our whole team. You don't want that, bro. Do you? Then you got, um, you know, that's everybody over there. Then you, then you have the US side saying, yo, you need to throw in, uh, you need to throw in, um, you know, Theo, Theo, or you need to throw or, in Josh. So now you have, not. so now you have literally, let's just say five and five, cause I can't do math, right? So let's say you got all of UK and then half and a half of the US team saying, you know, vote this way, vote that way, vote this way, vote, you know, like pick a side, bro. You need to pick a side. Then you got, you got them, right. you got the, you got them, uh, you got them fucking, them, you got them Theo. By the way, Cam's trying to put Theo in her ex boo. How about that? Yeah. Okay. 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 And then you, you know, and then you got that happening. And then he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go after the guy that's fucking pissing me off the most." I'm just saying, just, just a thought. I, I feel, I, I feel like in the short term, in the short term, it looks like I, I feel like that that could that looks like it could be work out for him. But I'm thinking long term, you're. He, now he has to worry. Now he has to worry about the winning squad wanting to put him on the chopping block because he didn't pick Theo or Josh. When Theo and Josh are now rivals because Theo was because Theo and Rogan were mouthing off. If you would have picked Theo or Josh, either way it turned out, UK would not have had enough numbers to actually even really come at him if he still had the entire US team on his side. Because now UK is split down. UK is split between between Theo and Rogan. So yeah. now Bear is buddy buddy. Because now Bear Bear knows that the entire UK team is against him. So now Bear made a move to get buddy buddy with Theo. Josh and Josh and Rogan are not going to be buddy buddy. Also with D. And I guarantee you, based on uh, Georgia's uh, little interview saying like, oh, my God, Bear looks so sexy and they're competing. I guarantee you, Georgia's going to be on the side with with uh, Theo and Bear, which is then going to bring Jimmy, Jenny and Nicole. So if he, so even if if Josh would have picked if Josh would have picked uh, Theo or Josh, he still I still think that would have been a safer bet for him in the long run because U.S. is still winning. UK can't do shit to Josh until they start losing. I'm sorry, until they start winning. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. You're right. He, dude, he went. I'm not. I, I'm. He, look, I think he went rogue. Okay, but I think in the end, 
um, he, he still did win some people over, you know, oh, that, 100%. you know, 100%. so, you know, and like, the thing is, is like, there's, there's some people in that house that are still like, you know, yeah, Wes is a good player, but you, you know, at some point, like, it, you know, he, we needed to get rid of him. You know what I mean? There's, there's still enough oh, yeah. people just based on even the first two episodes you've got, you know, he's, he's already pissed off, you know, Jordan, if somehow Johnny, you know, with the long, long going feud. Now he just threw Josh in there. So, um, and Laura, Laura, and Laura, quit, turning them, turning them quit. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, um, you know, maybe he didn't, maybe he didn't lose that much of the U.S. side. Sorry. Let me ask you, a lot who, of names who, who is, who is upset now? On Team US. We know Joss and Rogan on the U- UK team are probably disappointed. They lost their main alliance on the other side with Wes. But who on the US team is now like targeting Josh? Is like annoyed, Ashley. is mad. Ashley, okay. Ashley Cam. Cam are going to come. I think Ashley and Cam. Polly. Polly and Polly Cara maybe sure. on the DL. Cara. Yep. Um, 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 obviously, I think Laurel and Johnny. Maybe Zach. I, I I don't think Zach. No, I think, I think well, Laurel Zach and Johnny under the radar. Laurel and I Johnny, I think, are happy that Wes. Is uh, gone. Yeah, yeah, they're on the flip side. Yeah, um, oh, Zach oh, is yeah, hard yeah. to read. You know, it's one of those things. Um, he's so, playing the fence. I think he's Polly, playing the fence. Polly, Polly and Carl. I mean, that's not. I I wouldn't want them to be. I wouldn't want to be on their bad side. This but are early they going to fall on a sword for 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 Wes? Like, for instance, like is it yeah. really like I feel like Wes is the kind of guy who. People want to work with them if it's to their advantage, but they know this guy can rub people the wrong way. He can go for it too early. Maybe he played too flashy of a game on the last season. Whatever the reason, maybe he talked too out of school to Josh. Whatever the reason, mm-hmm. once people go to then target West, I don't know that they're – like if there was a hunter there, maybe like hunter would be like, you know, oh, man, took out my number one. Now I'm coming for you. But I don't right. think like Kara and Paulie are going to turn their game upside down because someone they were secretly working with has been voted out so i honestly think that this move here and again maybe more to laurel's credit than to josh per se i don't know that it, it'll have the ripple effect on team us that we might think now i think joss and rogan might be in trouble now uh because they lost the guy who was you know sort of uh playing on their behalf on the other team so that could be interesting to see how that unfolds Ironically enough, uh, Marlon, when you were co- when I knew you were coming on the show, I'm like, God, oh, I'd love to get his perspective of Jordan because you know, obviously, they know each other so well. I feel like Jordan, like, did he have a doctor's appointment? Was he in this episode? I barely remember him even being. I mean, after the first two episodes of him being one of the stars of both of those, really taking this thing by the reins, and now this episode, he was like non-existent. Yeah, he was quiet. Like, I mean, like, like, like in the team meeting, in the challenge, like. I didn't see much from him at all. Like, so I don't know if he's taking like a back seat. I don't know if something happened behind the scenes, but, uh, it was weird because, you know, he's the vocal guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that comes in and says, no, this is how we're going to do it. Like, you're going to hear what I have to say. And like, this whole episode, like, it was like crickets from him. I'm not, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I think something might have been going on behind the scenes that just wasn't put in the edit, but that did kind of surprise me a little bit. Well, let's, uh, I think, I think Johnny probably told him, Hey, maybe you should take, take your lunch break for this episode. Um, because he wanted a little bit of camera time. So, um, actually, actually, you're, actually, you're right. Um, I, one of the things I noticed, uh, was that Johnny actually, I think figured out that puzzle 
well, he was the mouthpiece as opposed to Jordan being the mouthpiece like the last two episodes. Um, I think uh, Johnny took the bull by the horns, figured out, hey, everybody – Let's do the let's do the code all at once because it, it looked like at, at, at first they were like all going for it, which which is why they were like, fuck it. Why are we flipping upside down and on top of each other and like jumping from lock to lock trying to trying to, you know, what instead like everyone stay where you're at. I'm going to shout out the number, put it in your thing and then and then that's it and, and go, you know, um, and that worked and it worked and it worked. And then obviously after 15 20 minutes of that you know the uk's watching they're gonna they're gonna they saw what they were doing um so they're gonna do it faster um which you know again i can't wait to talk to someone that was there um that's still that's still that's still like kind of like threw me off that they let them watch um watch them go through the process before they went yeah. I, I find that because typically they're not going to let you see it being done if you go second. Because yeah, so that's that kind of weird. That's an easy problem solver. That's like one you have one job and that is stay at your stay in your area or stay at your lock. Listen and put the code in, you know, amongst a little bit exactly. of chaos. But like, you know, the other team may have taken a little bit, a little bit of time to figure that out. But instead they just started ripping shit off. So who knows? We'll, we'll get down to that one, right? Scott, we'll get down to it. Um, but another reason, another point of emphasis where Jordan popped in my head was actually when, uh, during the, the tribunal where Laurel was sort of, uh, you know, questioning or amping up you know, the guy that she's sort of talking to, you know, uh, we saw this happen with Jordan when he actually put himself into the elimination, ironically, just like bear essentially said, I'm going to fucking do it. However I want. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't think I should go in. I'm pissed off that I'm going in, but now that I'm going in, give me any of these motherfuckers. Actually, when I walked in, when he walked into the, uh, you know, into the proving grounds, he said, no, I'm still going to do it my way. Give me Wes. Come here, dude. Come down here. I want Wes. I want to fucking go against the biggest, baddest, whatever, you know, whether it's true or not, he does have the best elimination record or the most wins and stuff like that. Um, he's, uh, he, you know, he's well known in these things. He's a big name. Um, same thing happened with Jordan, but remember, Jordan was pushed into that situation by Laurel. Laurel said, yes, you should do it. And, you know, and that twinkle that you're talking about, Scott, that's the twinkle that I see. She wants to see her dudes go into battle, you know, and she wants she wants them to go in there and prove themselves. And she sort of pushed them into it, I think. And that's what reminded me of Jordan. So even though Jordan was not showing this episode too much, he was kind of I've been seeing flashes of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm an expert. Um, let's get, I mean, we got a ton of questions about this episode, as you would expect. Um, and I think a good one to open on will be, uh, to kind of touch on the elimination, uh, which I thought got off to an interesting start because, um, uh, what's his name? Bear gets to, uh, give a little bit of a speech here at the beginning of the elimination. And although it wasn't him necessarily who willed Wes into this elimination, when you throw in the speech, you know, it kind of feels like it. So Amelia wants to know, do you think that Bear had an idea from Laurel, who we know he's been canoodling with in the bathroom at least, that Wes was going to get put in and that's why he did his call out speech? Listen. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Take no, it no, away, I, bro. Oh no, I would say a hundred percent. 
100%. The fact that Bear called Wes out made it even easier for Laurel to call his name when it came time for her to, 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 to make her decision. So I think she 100% basically either hinted at or just blatantly told Bear, like, look, Wes is probably going to be your guy. Like, go ahead and throw me the alley-oop. So when I say it, it doesn't look as bad when I blindside blindside West with the pick. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I, you know. It, you orchestrated it, this whole thing, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. She, yeah. she masterminded this whole freaking elimination round. I mean, granted, granted, she had a little bit of help here and there, but she literally seized the day on this and, like, literally set this bad boy up crazy. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She instigated the shit out of that. And, and yeah, look, if I'm bare and I'm like, you know, having a uh, conversation with Laurel and, you know, obviously they're, they're going to talk Laurel, um, Zach, uh, and, uh, um, Laurel, Zach and, uh, fucking Josh are definitely do, doing a sidebar conversation with bear and saying, who do you really want? You know, who, and, and let's go, let's go back to last season. I mean, he, Wes was literally calling Bear a pussy. God damn. How, oh, he come, was. how come, dude, how come they didn't pull that in? He was literally calling him a pussy. And, and, and with the almost, almost it. disrespect. While that man is down in the ground, in the dirt, you know, getting beat up a little bit, you know, and saying, I would beat your ass. How fucking ironic that they get an elimination. Where it's like, it's physical, right? It's physical. It's gonna be physical, but it's like wrestling for a ball. This motherfucker wasn't wrestling for no ball. He was elbowing his ass in the back of the head for his first move was rear naked chokehold. Yeah. It's like, but right out the gates, he put him in the chokehold and back, put his head in the sand. I was like, oh my God, Barry's but, proving a point. But, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Imran, I'm sure you know this too, Scott, I'm sure you've been there and whoever's out there listening, when you spit on somebody, all right, when, or when someone spits on you, you don't forget that shit, man. You don't forget that shit. You're going to sit there and shit on me all the way up there while I got my face in the fucking dirt losing and I'm walking away. God damn, he went out there. He fucking remembered that shit. That was in the back of his head, no? Mm-hmm. Was that not in the back of his head? Oh, no, that was 100%. You fucking pussy, I will beat your ass. God damn how the how the tides turned right there. Holy shit. Now you you made it seem like so you think because I, I think that you're you're saying that you know she went and talked to Bear and said, Who do you want to go against? I think that's the opposite of what happened. I think she went oh. to Bear and said, Hey, we're uh, putting Wes in. Act like that's who you want. Now, granted, it works out because he doesn't like Wes, but I'm also pretty sure Bear would like to go up against somebody easier than Wes. So if they were like, hey, we'll give you the choice, Bear's probably like, um, throw, you know, throw in the guy I think I could beat. So I think it's the other way around. I think it's more like what Marlon's saying. It's a mutually beneficial situation. Laurel gets to make it seem like she's not going rogue completely. That sort of it's like, oh, Bear, that's who you want to go against? Wes? Okay then I'll vote for him and Bear gets to look like this courageous dude who's calling out the number one on the other squad whereas he had no control over that he basically is taking what he's given and making it seem like it's something he wanted Laurel gets to make it seem like it's something Bear wanted and not something she willed into existence so I think that's sort of what happened not that Bear could have been like actually I'd love to go against Leroy can we make that happen instead I don't think that was on the I don't I don't think that was on the table D 
I, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't think, it, I don't think it went like that either. I, I don't, the, the, what I saw and what I heard and, uh, his actions in that tribunal and the way he walked out of there and the way he was speaking, dude, he was disgraced at that fucking table. No one was on his side. He was the butt of the joke. Okay. He, yeah. he, he was essentially laughed at. While he went into um, elimination, and the night before, uh, you know, because he Rogan's, wanted to be the speaker, Rogan like, literally laughed at him, laughing at him. Rogan said, "Bro, no one takes you seriously because you t- you're always taking a piss." You know, and so this guy, you know, um, you know, he, uh, look, I, he said it, man. He said, "Give me anybody. I don't care who it is." I'm the fucking grizzly bear. I'm not the teddy bear anymore. And don't, come on, come on, Scott, uh, 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 Marlon, you can't tell me you weren't back there laughing at his ass too. Oh, you're the grizzly bear now, right? Ah, no. Come on, bro. No. All right, all right, come on. Okay, Listen to that grizzly bear. Right? Okay. I th- it, he did. He did have a chip on his shoulder after that. Pissed. After that meeting, he he was pissed. He was pissed because he was like, my own team isn't even riding for me. They're looking at me like a joke. I 100% agree with you. I, the cards played in his favor very well. This, 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 this go around. I, I will say he proved himself. He's going to have a leg to stand on when he goes back and talks to his team. Um, uh, but overall perspective, I do feel that like, like, you know, like Scott said, I think Laurel gave him a little bit of an alley-oop heads up so that he could go in there, look like the big dog. Have that big, you know, grizzly bear, you know, attitude. I'll take who I want and I'm going to win so that he get that step up on his team. But I do think he had some help and he knew it was coming anyway. I don't know. I, I, whether he knew it was coming or not, um, to even uh, help the situation out, like, hey, Josh, if you were on the fence of who to put in, motherfucker, I'm telling you who to put in. I'm yeah. telling you, actually, I, uh, let me make that decision for you. you come yeah. on down, buddy. Come on down, big boy. Um, you know, so and, and you know, I'm kind of surprised because you know, I saw Bear walk out of that bathroom with Laurel, and 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 your boy Bear don't look like no. I don't know if he looks like a grizzly bear. I mean, I mean, maybe if you're talking about an actual grizzly bear, but he didn't look so like. Yeah, you know, he might get a couple push-ups before he came to the challenge, but I mean, it wasn't nothing too impressive. Look, I've I've seen him. I mean, I've seen him do his Thailand shit. Um, I mean, I've seen the guys. You know, I I I look at these guys and I I I size them up. You know, so if like you're fighting a Thai boxing match and you're putting it in in your Instagram story, like I'm gonna see if you can fight. You know what I mean? You're gonna take pictures with your shirt off. I'm gonna see. You know what what i have to you know what my competition is exactly for sure 100%. And, and so he walks out of that bathroom in laurel and i swear to god i'm not seeing some fucking mma fighter that's gonna beat the fuck out of wes you know no, I, 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 i'm very disappointed in wes's like 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 performance because it's like like i don't even feel like he he was even trying like like even when west came when west when west found out that he was going to the elimination round he, he went over there and he stood by uh TJ he was flustered he was flustered he didn't know what to say west is the king of comebacks he didn't know what to say you can see it in his eyes he already felt like he lost like 
like like for him to, to brag so hard and talk about all his accomplishments, he looked like a scared yeah. little kid when his name got called. It was almost like a sad sight of what some people think is the big bad wolf. You know what I mean? Oh. Or the self-proclaimed big bad wolf. It was a sad, sad puppy, dude, in that ring, it looked like. And, um, you know, I I don't know, man. I like that game. I want that game. I, I want that game against anybody. You know what I mean? Oh, so, man. Sign uh, me up. Are you kidding me? Oh, my uh, God. Such a good game, man. For like this physical guys, you know what I mean? Such a good game. Uh yeah. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with auto pay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. Ctmobile.com. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with auto pay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. I don't know. Um, here's a question. Speaking of that game, Michelle says, Derek, how do bears elbow jabs into Wes's neck compared to Joss's knee on your back? Also, isn't it a little ironic that Wes, by the way, this question is just like a perfect example of how these folks have great memories and can put a through line narrative into a question like this. She says, isn't it a little ironic that Wes got those hits to his neck by Devon's war of the world's one partner bear, since it was something Wes shouted to Jenna to do to Devon. Could we call that TJ's karma as well? So oh I completely didn't realize that or think of that, and and that's incredible. But uh, first part of the question, D, what do you think? Uh, how does that uh, dirty boxing, if you will, compare to what you experienced when you were in the mud with Mr. Mooney? Ah oh, man, look, I sort of got, I sort of got the one time. He put his knee in my back. Everything else, I just, it was like a hit, hit, hit there, kick there, knee there. It was just like, it's like a contact sport that I've, I played, you know, my entire life. Like it's, my dad, my dad hit me harder. You know what I'm saying? Look, all right, I'm not trying to take anything away, but like, you know, I got spanked when I was a kid and, you know, I wanted to take a hit or two. But the one time, the one, the one scene where you actually see him, I'm on the ground and my, my, I'm on my stomach and I, I'm holding on to, uh, the, the ring and he puts his fucking knee in my back and there's this slow mo where I'm just kind of like, like it sounds like something's cracking. And in reality, like that motherfucker almost like pulled, pulled my shoulder out of my, out of my socket and may have, uh. um, and, and I, I sort of got, dude, I moved. I felt like I got shot. I mean, I don't never been shot, but like, I felt like I fucking got shot. Like I squirmed, I squirmed like, like, I feel like an, like what an animal would feel like that gets shot, you know, like it was, 
so painful. And I had to get out of that position so fast because like I never felt like a pinch or a tear or anything like that in my life, you know? Um, so that was like a really like excruciating moment. So, but like an elbow to the head, like, you know, I'm more surprised. I'm more surprised that that was allowed, you know, that many times. And I'm hearing it was way, way worse than what they showed on TV. Um, but the rear naked choke, what? I mean, that's allowed a rear naked choke, right? You can just go choke them in the middle of the ring. Like, I love that. Uh, but you know, the elbows to the back, those are real elbows, dude. Those were like, he was hitting him hard. MMA elbows. Those are MMA elbows. Those are like, like literally he was trying to hurt. Yes. Like, like, like he wasn't like, it was so bad. Like I knew it was bad when TJ literally came over there and was like, dude, go for the ball. He was like, he had to literally tell him like, it's not a fight. Like go for the ball so that you can win. Yeah. So, you know, going back to those Instagram stories, the bear, you know, I didn't see him do any of the MMA, but, uh, but like, you know, the kickboxing, you know, you wonder, you wonder if like, you know, in his kickboxing, I'm sure he's probably, you know, dibble dabbled with Muay Thai and like, that's just his reaction. You know, as a football player, I'm talking to a football player right now, like, you're probably not going to do that. You're probably going to try to tackle and rip the, fo- and, and rip the, the football like out of their hands. Drill. Yeah. yeah 100%. It, that's what me and Marlon are probably doing nowadays. Everybody's doing Muay Thai and MMA. And this is just, I, I think is just like a natural reaction to him. I've been in a lot of these, like, you know, physical battles and stuff like that. And, you know, the only time I've tried to do a rear naked choke on anyone was like Jordan. That's play wrestling. And that's only because, you know, in the past 10 years, like MMA has become like this thing. So you got to learn a move or two, you know. Um, But that's it was just crazy to me that that was like allowed. And I don't know, man. It's just I, I'd like to see more of that, man. I'd like to see like an extended version. You know, of like I how bad I think they're gearing. I, I, I can't say though. Like I do, I do see that they are picking. I think they're trying to weed out a few people still, but I think they're trying to make the challenge a way more physical game. And I think they're letting a lot of stuff kind of slide by, and they're letting kind of a, a few things kind of go under the radar because I think they want it to be more of a physical game. They'll add their like their their trivia and and all that, but I do think they want they want to see way more physicality like going forward. They just don't have all the players for it just yet. How 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 much is it gonna cost? And here's another thing: it's like how much does it cost to put a fucking stick in someone's in two guys' hands and let them fight for it? And how much it's gonna cost? To fucking throw a ball somewhere and have them like fight for a ball. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't exactly. throw a ball. He shot it out of a cannon that probably cost about three grand. But anyway, um, <laughs> I get your Fair point. Enough. I get your point. They could, they could have just, they could have just dropped the ball out of a thing, but instead they needed the cannon with the but shot. They from did the that camera. last season. Yeah. They did that last season. Um, so Marlon, I want to get your perspective on this because you are one of the few cast members from, I mean, not too long ago, but you know, real world Portland was a while ago. Your last challenge season was rivals too. But since then you've, you know, upped your physical game. Um, you are, you know, I would say one of the few cast members that when people say, Hey, bring back this person, bring back that person. I mean, Derek's obviously one of them. Darrell's obviously one of them who could hang with, like you said, this, this new physical crop of people they're bringing in. I mean, there's no, 
they're like you can't any way you slice it. Look, they're bringing in great characters from the UK, but they're also pro boxers and pro whatever the hell Jenny is. So it's like I, I want to know your perspective <laughs> on how you think you would stack up against um, this new crop of challengers, and overall how you feel like the just the talent pool compares to the talent pool when you were last playing. Um. I would say just from talent pool wise, because I think that's just a kind of a, a, a quick one. Like I feel like they're bringing in more physically gifted people versus just across the board, like uh, personalities, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think they're bringing in guys that they know that, okay, when we, when we, when we blow the whistle, when we get the thing started, that's where we're going to get our money. That's where we're going to actually like get people to get involved. So I'm glad that they're doing that. So talent pool physically is going up. Um, but I think, I think that like, and, and I, I guess I'm a little bit more biased just because like, I feel like track record wise, I think, think that I have a little bit more under my belt sports wise. So I think that now that I'm actually in shape and I'm actually like back closer to like my physical, like I guess ability when I did play sports, I feel like I'd, I'd have an advantage going back now. Because when I first did Rivals 2, dude, I was out of shape. I was smoking cigarettes. I was chain smoking cigarettes. I was like maybe a buck 90. I'm literally like 230. You know what I mean? Cruising at 230 right now uh, in probably some of the best shape that I've ever been in my life. So physically, I think I'd have an upper hand if I were to come back to compete with some of these guys just because I've played Division One football. I've trained my whole life. The level of what I can put my body through versus some of them, like, I think is not, we're not on the same level. You know what I mean? There's nothing like August, 101 weather, you've got 30 pounds of pads on you, and you're having to hit 360 pound, you know, grown men for two hours. You know what I mean? That's a different level of physical ability and putting your body through something than, you know, personal training. You, you, you know you know what, the, what it is, Scott? It's like, you still have your veterans, you have your aging veterans, right? And then you have your brand new rookies. And then you have Turbo, right? Oh, my God. Right? Like, so there, there's just this major difference of, like, what the fuck is this guy really? You know what I mean? Because you, you saw him. We, we just Turbo we doesn't count, though. Right? Turbo doesn't What is that's Turbo? Like what is Turbo? That's like the that's like the character that you have to beat the whole game and unlock him at the end. Turbo doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that if you have the code in Mike Tyson's punch out, you skip him. You're exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Um now I wanna mention I wanna shout out the challenge gods in the uh post production room, whoever's cutting this thing, making the music choices. I don't know if you heard, but in the first few minutes of this song uh, of this episode, they played this song as a transition getting to the first daily challenge. It's a song called Carry On My Wayward Son by the band Kansas. Right? So here did you hear this song? Hold on. We did, right. we did it. Yeah. Okay. So this song is by a band called Kansas, which at the time I was like, oh, cool song choice. Then the episode ends with Weston Bergman going home, which I did not see coming. And then I realized, holy shit, mind blown. I should have known he's from fucking Kansas. Shut the hell up. Yeah. They literally told you two minutes into this episode. 
when they chose, cause they could have chosen any song. You know what I mean? They right. could have chosen any song and they chose, and the, and the band name shows up on the little bottom left corner of the screen. It says Kansas. I mean, that had to be someone just thinking, I'm just going to mess with these people. I mean, these, right? wow. these guys they are, purpose. they did that on purpose. They're fucking like, Really into this shit, huh? Like they're getting real crafty. What's the name of the What's the name of the song again? Carry on, my wayward son, by Kansas. Oh, they get really banished now. They do a foreshadowing. They they put little codes. They're going for that. Hey, they're not going to win the uh, movie award, but they might win that People's Choice Award. Here we go. We're looking for that People's Choice Award. All right. Uh, I'm watching this on mute, as I often do uh, when we record, um, just as a second time. And what's funny is I'm, I'm watching the nice. scene where the uh, Team U.S. is all in the bedroom together deliberating. You got a couple people in bathing suits. You got a couple people in tank tops. You got Leroy wearing this weird fisherman's hat. You got Ashley up on the bed. Uh, you got Wes <laughs> just looking like I – mean, but but it's just the, the oddest collection of wardrobe here. It looks like a bunch of people that are deciding whether they're going to go to a music festival or not. Uh, I encourage you to go back and, and check out this meeting in this room. It is utterly hilarious. But even watching it on mute, you can kind of sense, because Josh is kind of lead the meeting here, and Wes is doing his like occasional chirping in, but his body language, he looks a little nervous. You know, it's one of those things where I think Wes may, may be a little earlier than deliberation and, and going into that uh, elimination started to sense that the tides were turning here. Just watching this on mute, he looks well, like he's getting it. He got caught. He got yeah. caught, dude. He got caught being a dickhead. You know, I, I almost retweeted, uh, a tweet that he said about if he doesn't act that way, then we, then the show would get canceled and we would all be watching Real Housewives of Orange County or something like that. And he got so many likes, so many retweets and I, I didn't really read the comments, but it seemed like people enjoyed this comment. And I wanted to retweet it with my own, uh, spin on it and say, when you're, when your dickhead person, when your dickhead persona blames it, blames it on your reality TV persona. Coming, <laughs> coming from my dickhead persona, right? Because it's like, it's such a weird world now because you wonder, Marlon, you wonder, do people, are people just being themselves or people hamming it up for the camera? Or is it just them? Is Johnny being Johnny? Is Wes being really Wes? I mean, I think that's just was, the scapegoat. I think that's that's just, the, is, I, I just was that he, Wes? I think him trying to find a, an out for his okay. behavior. Trying to, Thank you. Trying to find a way to excuse his behavior. Thank when you. It's just like, nah, bro. That's just, just you're just being an ass. And so, so, exactly. So, Scott, my question to you is, was what he was saying in that room Wes? Or was that his reality TV persona that got him caught 
see, but you're and talking Adam, about you're talking about earlier. The scene I was just watching is the aftermath. It's when when Josh and Laurel have already kind of concocted their plan, um, and they're kind of talking out now the second wave of hey, who should we vote in? And Josh is kind of letting them know, hey, maybe that's not what we're going to do. And yeah, that's it, the body language I was reading. Well, but yeah, Wes, well, I that's mean, look, what that's what. But then they tell him, they say, uh, he says somebody said that. I'm going to be at the, I'm at the bottom of the totem. I don't know what words to use that. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm expendable. Mm-hmm. I'm next on their list and I'm fired. Someone in this room said that. Did you not say that Wes? And that's the body language that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? Yep. Exactly. And he's like, fuck. I'm yeah. Caught. He's like, I got called out. I'm caught. I'm caught for being a dickhead. Yeah. He knows everything I said. I can't even lie about it. Anything worse like, in that? life when that happens, when, like, somebody's like, did you say this? You're like, no. And then, like, clearly someone who heard you say it told the person, and you're like, oh, man. Fucking like they Carl. Were, they were using, like, <laughs> word for Linda. word. Like, he couldn't even yeah. lie about it. No, no. The best is, like, when they know the thing you said right before and after, right? They're like, you didn't call me a douchebag? No, why would I call you a douchebag? You didn't order an iced tea, and then the waiter came back over and said, we only yeah. have sweetened iced tea, and you said, no, I want unsweetened iced tea. And then you said, you know who drinks sweetened iced tea? That douchebag Carl. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. and then you're like, oh, fuck. Someone, yeah. someone there told him it, shit. He knows about it, the iced tea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the body language talking about now, huh? But then again, I mean, look, you're in a room with all the lights on, and you think that Laurel's sleeping because she has a fucking tank top like on her face like really are you kidding me like you look over she's probably sleeping i think it's the opposite i think i think he didn't give a shit if she was sleeping he didn't think that laurel was gonna go and and just and become like you know allies with someone she's barely played with so because because he slid in her dms after not talking to her and you know five or six years and thought they were on the same page and they were just going to be on the same page same with like rogan and joss right yeah well wes now you and me are in the same boat um you just got blocked brother um here's a good question Uh, from caitlin (laughs) what are your thoughts about the speaker position how do you think they could best utilize this twist so uh this is another so it's one of those things where have we seen because it's the way it plays out on tv is that tj's just like all right who's gonna be your speaker and then like josh is just like me i'm the speaker cam's like i am or whatever like and I don't, is there a deliberation where they vote or is it just the first person to speak up? I don't know. But what do you guys think of this person who then ends up getting to pick the other two people and ends up really getting to control that that the game for that episode? Do you guys like that? I like it. I like I like the open format of just like who who's going to be the speaker. What I don't like is the fact that like no one's no one's figuring out who should be the speaker ahead of time or like make a rule, like whoever performs the best is automatically the speaker for the U S or, you know, whoever it is, if, if it's, if it's, uh, you know, UK, it's okay. You know, whoever it is that we think they're going to try to attack and try to send home, you know, we'll make them the speaker, but like, there's no organization with it that I'm seeing so far. And that is a little bit frustrating because it's like, if I'm the U S team and I know I'm going to be winning and winning and winning and winning, Having somebody that, I guess, politically, I want my person that as the speaker or, or, or us as a team, we need to vote for somebody to be the speaker so that we know that whatever it is that we want to do as a team is always going to happen. But just leaving it up in the air as in like, 
well, who's going to be the speaker today and just letting someone talk about it and, 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 and take that role like that. Mm, that's kind of why this last episode went the way it went and that why it went so left and, and no one got what they wanted except for Josh. Well, I think that they're at this point now they're three weeks in or two weeks in or whatever. They've done this now for the third time. Like they did actually talk about it and they said, okay, we're going to let you do it because now they know we have to talk about it. This is a big, this is a big move, right? Like the speaker and the tribunal, they're going to dictate the way the game goes. And whether they pick the person you want them to go in or not, uh, it, you know, it, it, it weighs heavily on your game, you know? So, um, I think that they let Josh be the speaker. He wanted to be the speaker. So they're like, yeah, all right, fuck it. Let's get him to do our, what we want. And then he didn't. So, um, that's why they were pissed and that's why they're trying to punk him, you know? Um, but I do think that there's sidebar conversations all the time. Like, who should we let talk or who should we vote to talk? You know, what, you know, um, like, what do you think? Side, what do you think was, like, not, so not if we didn't, yeah, like if we didn't get to see it, what do you think Josh said? Like Josh couldn't have been like, guys, I want to be the speaker because I want to throw in West and shut up the game. Like, like, uh, you know, how, how does Josh, besides speaking up in that moment, validate being the speaker here? Because <laughs> he mentioned he's low man on the totem pole, according to some. He's clearly on the lower end of experience. I mean, he's only done one season on a season with people who have done over 10. So, I mean, how does a guy like Josh become the speaker? Um, all right. So, first of all, like, how did Jordan become the speaker? Well, because right? jo- I mean, I believe Jordan would just, like, you know, will it to be so and have that clout, you know. Like, and then And then Cam. Same thing. I feel like Cam's very outspoken. Cam's been like, uh, albeit has only done about four seasons, but has been there and is very, you know, has kind of, you know, made a name for herself. I kind of buy that too. I know she's very well respected among the women there and the men. So why, why can't, so, so, um, you got like a complete old schooler, then you got like a middle schooler and then you got the new guy, Josh. So that's my and point. Does that get discussed? So, do people say like, yes. Oh, Hey, well we let Jordan yes. do it. He's a veteran. Why don't we let yeah. one of the newer cats do it? Yeah. Josh, you want to do it? Oh no, Cam. No, it's not Josh. Do you want to do it? It was, you know, who wants to be the mouthpiece? Jordan says, I want to do it. They're like, all right, go ahead. All right. Cam's like, you know, who, who's trying to be the mouthpiece? I'm doing it. Anybody fucking got any qualms with that? Anybody else want to get blood on their hands? Anybody else want to be the guy that puts the spotlight on their that, that puts the spotlight on them? In return, quite possibly, uh, you know, uh, literally getting blood on their hands. You have to go and tell someone, you know, you're going in. That puts a target on your back when you go in there and you're the mouthpiece and you start putting people in elimination. You automatically put a target on your back. So. Okay, so the rest of you go, okay, fine, go ahead. You want to be the guy? Go ahead. You you want to be the one to, uh, you know, get yourself into trouble? Okay, cool, go ahead. So, but with that said, we're not going to argue about it if you're going to vote Cam and Ashley's way. All right, we're not going to argue but, about but, it if you're going to vote West's way. Though, but you're not, but you're not by yourself, though. That's the only thing that, like, that's weird that, that, like, I guess. Step I, two, I right, play devil step advocate. two. Step you get two. To pick, exactly. You get to pick two people to go with uh-huh. you. So if 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 you're someone who, like, let's say, is not necessarily a top player at the time, it would almost behoove you to step up and say, "Well, I'm gonna be the speaker 
then you pick two people that are strong. That way, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't actually really come back on you. It's like, oh, well, I kind of just did what, you know, the two strong players said. Or you get a better, you get a better insight on what's going on on the other team. So then, then you can make a move if you think that you're going to be on a chopping block next. So, I mean, I feel like all in all, like, I mean, it, it could go either way. It can, you know, it, yeah, it could put a target on your back, but it also can help you, like, you know what I mean? Like, like come up with a better game plan because you know both sides of the coin now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I think all three of these tribunal tribunals have been sort of like oddballs, right? You like you you wouldn't think that Josh is working with Zach and Laurel. It's like again, you got like uh, you know a rookie, and then well, essentially like Zach and Laurel came came in in the game like close to the same time. Laurel's a little bit more old school actually, so. Um, you know, but all three of these have sort of been like these. And then who was the, like, you didn't think that jo- Jordan Laurel and Wes was like, that's a trio that's working together. Three best friends. Right. Then the second one was who are the other, who Cam, was the second? Ashley tri- and Pauly. Just another like random bunch, you know, like I was not they- expecting Cam to pick Pauly. Exactly. And then same thing today. I'm really interested how the rest of these are going to go. And they're going to vote. Yeah. I, I don't maybe maybe well, that's what I'm not, are they just condensing it for like, like for instance like are, are there have to be it's not like in that moment Cam is deciding spontaneously to put in Ashley and Polly with her and they're just like oh yeah cool yeah you know we'll do it like there's definitely conversations happening where they're deciding that they're probably getting it you know the okay from the rest of the group you know and you should probably you think from the whole team I think that you probably have your detractors who aren't cool with it um, and would have picked someone else or would have rallied for it to be themselves if they had the numbers for it but I think there probably is like an I'll be honest with you it's probably like not a graceful one but there's probably like an you know a, a little bit of a team wide discussion over who it's going to be uh, it might have to be quick. It might have to be abrupt. But for whatever reason, they're not showing it to us. They're making it a very seamless thing. I just find yeah, it hard to believe with all these egos that you would just let like a Josh, I mean, a Josh speak up and say, right? Like, what if one of these other people said, no, actually, I want to be the, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like they're, they're just cutting all that stuff out. I think if I had to guess, right? I don't know. I, I still think the fear, I think, I think, but I do think that. Uh, Derek has like a good point of the fear of if you are the person, especially within the first three tribunals, if you are the main person up there speaking, it could backfire and put a like target on your back. So I think that these first three, I do think honestly that it was just an up in the air thing because no one wanted to make a move. I think going forward, you know what I mean? I think going forward now that that one Josh completely threw a loop in the hole. Wes is gone. Now you got Johnny, you got Laurel, you got Zach, you got a few players that kind of know how the game is ran. I think that going forward, it's going to be a team vote. So, yeah, I I think something like that's going to happen. And eventually it's going to go maybe turn into like, well, if you haven't done the tribunal, then it's your turn, you know, unless more and more people are like, you know, I want to do it because I need to make a a, a game move, you know, because uh, that's or the only you want to be in it because you can't be voted in. Now that you know that even winning the challenge doesn't mean that you're oh. you're not immune. The only yeah. three people who can't go in are the tribunal, I think. Right? I think that they're right. I think that they right. can't Great go point. in. Um, so I mean, to be honest with you, I'm trying to like on the I'm trying to get 
picked to be that third person like every time. If I can, I guess you can't do it twice in a row. Is that the thing? Well, it's also. No, I, don't think, I don't think there's a limit. Is there a yeah, limit? There's a yeah, limit I, to one of it. It's either you can't be the speaker you twice. Be the, you can't be the speaker. You can't be the speaker twice in a row. I think is what it is. But I you think can be picked. I, I really, I don't, I don't I know. Thought it was I, you can't be tribunal three in a row or I, two in I, a row. I think, oh. you, I think it's you can't be tribunal. Three in a row, and like we almost saw that happen to Laurel. No, but I think it's, two in, the last it's one. two in a row. It's two in a row. You can't two be in two row. in a row. Yeah. Two in a row. Um, but uh, I, but Scott, I think you bring up a great point though, uh, because if you if you get picked to go in there on say a guy day, then you don't go in. So you're like, hey, pick me every time. Oh, you can't go in there every time, right? Yeah, uh, that's a, uh, that that is interesting. The idea of so think of it this way, it's honestly kind of. If you think about it in a weird way, you know it's a guy week, right? So the real way to like have it be fair is have the the speaker in a guy week always should have to be a lady. A girl. Yeah, and then to be honest, you should make the whole tribunal right cuz like you shouldn't just randomly get to pick three people to be safe. That's stupid, right? Because it's not who comes in first. It's not who does well for your team. The way we're seeing it in the edit is it's whoever speaks up first in the meeting, and then they get to pick their two friends. That's a but weird. We haven't, but we haven't had we haven't had a challenge yet where individual performance is right. measured yet. Everything Got has it. been been strictly team based. So, and I don't know if it's, but this thing though is, I don't know if it's going to continue being like that. But if everything stays strictly team based, then yeah, I, I, I feel that like, yeah, the girls should be the speaker on guy day and, and vice versa. But if they start doing it to where it's uh, performance based, then that, that could change things. Cause I feel like up until this point, it's just felt like a given, like, Hey, we won. So everyone on our team is safe, right? Like, why do we right. care who goes in? Now that we see that that the tribunal can go into business for themselves, throw in someone from the winning team like they just did to Wes, right? There's real – I mean, God, picking who's in that tribunal and also knowing that Josh and Zach just got to randomly decide that they were safe, right? Like there's no reason that Josh and Zach should have any more safety than anybody else on the team. They just randomly get to pick that they're going to be the tribunal, so I feel like that's not going to be as easy as a process going forward. At least it shouldn't be. Oh, no. Getting in a tribunal is about to be a fight going forward. Like it, 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 whether, whether or not it's individual-based like performance challenges or not, people are really going to start trying to maneuver politically to be in that tribunal. Even if they're not the speaker, they're going to try to get someone nominated that they know will pick them because – that's just that's the easiest way to not go home. I feel like there's like a round robin rock paper scissors tournament going on off camera that we're not seeing because these people are letting this shit happen way too easy, right? This guy just flipped the game on its ass and threw in wet. Like, there's no reason he should have been gifted the opportunity. I mean, him and Laurel collectively, but they're two out of three votes. They were just gifted the opportunity to do that. You know, everybody's just kind of blindly like, yeah, let's let them decide the fate of our team. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, we're running out of time, so I just want to bang through a couple rapid fire questions um, oh, and don't forget about the fight we need to talk about the english fight that was in the bar with all the geezers what are you talking about with the, in the bar was that a bar i thought that was the it, house it was the house but didn't it feel like we were watching like like two uh two geezers in uh, another country like get oh. mad <laughs> he did you hear what he said he goes you never fucking drank a beer before 
Right. He drunk right. off of one white Zinfandel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was interesting. That was a you know kind of a nasty glimpse of Theo. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a lot of people talking uh, recently about you know Theo uh, and whether he gets a kind of a better edit than he really uh, behaves on these shows. And uh, that I feel like was a little bit more of a glimpse of the Theo that some people talk about. It's really awkward now because Theo obviously has this terrible injury recently, and he's going to run in these races for charity. And like honestly, like to me, I've just been completely, you know, very inspired by the way he's been handling that whole deal. And then simultaneously, you got people like Esther calling him out for like you know words he's throwing at Kaylee and stuff like that, and people accusing him of being this big bully and this guy who acts completely differently from the way he's depicted. So. Very awkward, you know, kind of, uh, I would say, juxtaposition of these two things going on with Theo. Because to me, there's nobody you want to root for more given the circumstances of what life has just thrown at the guy. And then simultaneously, you got a lot of people out to get him as well. So this episode, I think, if you had to pick, was one for the people out to get the guy. Because he doesn't really come out of this episode looking too great, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think that this was kind of like, you know... It's like, dude, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, the tension is high. Your team is losing. You're emotional because, you know, you feel like somebody's coming at you. But, you know, obviously there's a way to handle that. And, you know, his way did come off kind of childish, a little immature. But, you know, no one's perfect, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't want to take this one, like, scene or this one uh, event and just say like, okay, you know, like everything that everybody's saying about him is true. You know, we all kind of have our moments and that I think this is one of his. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think, and I agree. And I think Rogan, uh, our, our guy Rogan, uh, won that, won that battle again and, uh, um, came, came out looking like the good guy. Um, he was also, thing, I think, the less drunk of the two. I think is really what he comes out looking like, which is always yeah. a good way to be. I think. Yeah, and like, and here's the thing: when you start bringing up like the, oh, this is as far as you made it in a challenge. You know, I've made it to a final. It's like, all right, all right, like you've done one, man. You've done one. You guys have both done one. Like that's like a, you know, it's like, uh, I, I look. I guess you. I guess you do, Marlon. I guess you do have to take into account how well somebody does in a previous challenge and sort of, you know, to differentiate who goes where on the chopping block. You know what I mean? I guess you do. I guess you do. do. You do. You you do. You do. But I think that he, he might, I, I just hope he's not riding on that high horse too much because just as quick as he made it to, you know, finally he could have been the first person to go home. You know yeah. what I mean? So he almost went like, against his buddy. He's Yep. Right. Right. I say if if this was his second or third time making it to a final or, you know, something like that, then I'll say, yeah, you can you can kind of sell that horse. But like he's still a little wet behind the ears. Like, um, all right, let's wrap it up by uh, talking about who we think won the episode, lost <laughs> the episode, uh, Medal of Honor, Dishonorable Discharge, whatever we want to call them. Paul Butler, who runs the Challenge Mania Fantasy League, requested that we uh, do this because we did this last season, so he incorporated nice. a point system, and then we didn't do it for episodes one and two. So let's bring it back. Who won the episode for you, Marlon? Uh, um, overall, I think Bear won the episode for me. Uh, he definitely gained some major respect points with his team. 
He took somebody out that is well-respected and has been doing this game for a very long time. He held his own and showed that, like, he's definitely a top competitor, you know, on the challenge. Derek, what about you? Yeah, it's it, it's a toss-up between uh, Laurel and, and Bear. Um, I think, like, uh, you know, the play, the play of the day, you know, the play of the game uh, went to Laurel. Um, but you know, as far as like instigating it, finding out the information, you know, kind of pushing for the move to happen, you know, was the first one to, to, to call out, um, to call out Wes. Um, and, and again, like these are people that have played the game before, um, early on in the game, there's a mutual respect between veterans. And then, you know, that just went out the window based on whatever he said in that room. Um, but on the flip side, entertainment wise, you know, and, 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 and looking at this game as a sport, you know, I thought this, the call out, um, the beat down, uh, the win, uh, oftentimes I think this bear dude is just like out of his mind. Like, <laughs> obviously he's like, I'm already a legend. He said that like last episode, I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I really didn't think he was going to put on a show like that. Like, I didn't think he was going to beat him up like that. You know, and so I got to give him that, you know, it was like watching a UFC, a one-sided UFC fight where the loudmouth, you know, Conor McGregor or Nate Diaz fucking does his thing. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened. So it's like. So you're also give, giving it to Bear, too. With uh, an honorable, uh, a nice assist from Laurel. All right. See, I thought you were going to give it to Laurel, so I'll give mine to Laurel. However, if you were going to give it to Laurel, I was going to give it to Josh because I don't think you could not Ooh, good one. give Josh something after that episode. Okay. Uh, but I do well, agree. I would give Josh. Wait, what? There's. Oh, wait. We got a couple other awards that we can give out, right? Okay. I don't know. I can't remember the name. What do you want? What do you want to give Josh? Ah, uh, like I don't know, like an honorable mention, like a, like a, like a. I don't know. Participation trophy. He got the, he got the, the participation trophy. I mean, he balled up and, you know, he manned up and, and actually stuck to his guns and, and called Wes out. But I just feel like, I feel like he caught perfect timing with some other things that were going on and it just played into his favor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If he was by himself and really truly on his own and made a decision, it wouldn't have planned out that way. And you know what? You know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into your uh, fantasy league, Paul Butler. Uh, I'm going to do a co medal of honor. This, this episode for Laurel and Josh, because I don't think either could have done it without each other. Cause I think Josh needed Laurel to pull him aside and say, Hey, let's throw West in and give him that confidence. But he had obviously been working, Worked up to the point where he, you know, he had the keys to the castle. He's the the mouthpiece, and he's the one who Wes had really pissed off there. He needed Laurel, a second in command, if you will, to give him that confidence boost. But Laurel, the mastermind, maybe behind this thing, was never going to be the one on the front lines to put herself out there and show her team that she's this traitor. She needed Josh to be the figurehead, so they needed each other. Josh obviously needed to have the balls to to execute, and I think that comes from Big Brother, the idea of wanting to. Take out a threat like Wes, even if he's technically on your team. He had a shot to take. He took it. Um, so I'm going to do uh, co-medals for Laurel and Josh there. It was like I was agree all, with that. I agree with that. It was almost like Josh got like that emotional that 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 rebound, that emotional Dennis Rodman rebound, passed it to to Laurel. A Laurel Great gets metaphor. the assist. Laurel gets the assist. And fucking Bear takes it home for the dunk. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. All three parts had to be working together. It just worked out perfectly. So who are we giving the uh, – who lost the episode? I mean, clearly Wes is the one who ends up uh, grabbing a suitcase and getting on a flight. Uh, but is there someone else here who's in the running along with him? He seems to be the obvious choice. But to me, I feel like, you know, Wes just – you know, he got blindsided and he, you know, obviously – didn't give that elimination is all. I think, you know, you, you've definitely seen West try a little bit harder. Um, so, I mean, do you, is it just the easy vote here with West or is there someone else in this episode you think, uh, gives him a run for his money for who lost the episode? I, you know, I think, I think the only, the other only like, you know, harsher parts of the episode were, um, you know, Theo's, uh, you know, Theo's what do you call him a skinny the hell did he call him a skinny worm when <laughs> the skinny yeah. worm being, he was being he the skinny worm handle his pinot grigio yep he lost it on the pinot one one glass of pinot grigio i thought that was a he also a, flubbed the challenge if you want to throw that in there as well good one uh um, yeah. you know west is the easy easy west out is an easy easy pick yeah. But so I do think Bo caught caught a little slack this this episode. Like he definitely um, fumbled the pass. Fumbled, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, he fumbled the pass, and then I thought you know Cam and Ashley were were pushing too hard, which eventually led to Wes's demise because he's like, all right, all right, I'm gonna be the big boss, ladies, I got this fucking scumbag <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know and then and so they kind of like egg i think they egged it on and then he kind of wanted to puff his chest a little bit and he and he puffed it at the wrong time because laura was sleeping or not sleeping so um i think that they aided into you know tonight's you know demise of wes and uh and i think theo like you said had the blunder uh the drunken blunder um so those are kind of I think those are just like the the bloopers uh, the bloopers just kind of yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go half oops. west half west half Theo here um, yeah yeah all right uh, guys thank you so much Marlon thank you for joining us we really appreciate it I have a feeling we'll be seeing you on a TV sometime soon uh, appreciate the time uh, where can people <laughs> find your uh, where can people find your YouTube reviews of the episodes you're gonna be doing one for this one uh, in addition to our chat we just load you up with ideas for your next uh, review. Nah, definitely gonna do a uh, review for this one. It'll probably be a little bit shorter. I'll probably tell everybody just to come like listen to the War Room deal, just because uh, obviously we covered it a lot. But I'm definitely gonna do a recap. It's just uh, all my social media is Black Zeus Fit. So whether it's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you can find me. You know, dot com backslash Black Zeus Fit. Uh, subscribe, like, share the whole nine. Obviously, I'm gonna be around for the whole season. Boom, love it. Love to have you back uh, talking about the challenge, and hopefully we can have Glad you to be back. talking on the challenge sometime soon. All right, man, appreciate you. Have a good night, man. Good night, y'all. Have a good Yo, night, brother. Marlon, thanks again, man. Really appreciate you, dude. No, guys, hey, anytime you guys want me on and you want me to pub anything, you know, obviously just shoot me a little message, guys. I'm always here to help as much as I can. Oh, for sure, man. Appreciate oh, yeah, it. Man.
All right, guys, this ends your time here on Challenge Mania. Take care of yourselves, and hopefully we'll see you in the future. The Challenge Mania shop is open. Head over to challengemania.shop today for the best way to support the podcast while looking good doing it. New designs and items added every few weeks. Maniacs, time to mobilize. Check out challengemania.shop today. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.